Welcome to the acclaimed podcast, The Deep Dive, featuring your esteemed hosts, Andy Monitor and Drew Dinzik, powered by Betsperts. Welcome to The Deep Dive. Andy, how was your Christmas, man? Eh, decent. Good. I've got a couple more. It, it, it almost got canceled again due to weather. I almost oh, had geez. another set of grandparents be like, shit, we're in blizzard warnings, Andy. <laughs> they closed down the interstate. I don't know if people know their South Dakota geography, but Rapid City is pretty much Wyoming. Like It's, mm-hmm. it's the last town of any consequence before you hit Wyoming. They closed down the interstate I-90, which a lot of people in the north know. It goes all the way from coast to coast for like 560 miles from Rapid City to Albert Yeah, because in the prairie, when it gets snow and then you get some wind, we just don't have the wind block for it not to be like whiteout conditions. And then you get truckers that, oh, we got to meet our deadlines and deliver this. And then 72 car pile up outside of Brookings, you know, something like that. So, wow. but all's well that ends well. Got some good gifts. The kids got all that they could handle. Um, we ate good. We enjoyed some wine, and we're back. And I'm, oh God, I'm. I don't want to get political to start this. So, because this can, you can take this, and there's so many people that will want to take this and run with it. But remember, when we wore masks for two years and then I didn't go anywhere. That. Yes, I do. I think we're dealing with some of the unintended consequences of that now because I don't get sick. I never used to get sick. I sure maybe once a winter I'd get a small cold. <clears throat> Correct. But I've been sick for a month. And I think it's because <laughs> I gave my immune system a little bit of a breather. I just said, Hey, you, you hang out. We've we'll take care of this in different ways. And now I'm just constantly dying. I coughed oh, so much on Saturday that it feels like I did a million sit-ups. <laughs> the best ab workout I've like I, my abs are like sore. It feels like it. I just got the ab cruncher, but um, I had the same sort of thing, but it wasn't from sickness. So this is another weird story. Sorry you to threw derail up so this. much of your abs hurt. Yes, exactly. There. <laughs> and the weird here's you know what the here's the the weird funny thing. So you know how I went to the Bahamas. It's like, it's like who December. drinks that Jagermeister? That's the weird thing. You know how you know I went to <laughs> You know, I went to the Bahamas middle of December. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I picked up some sort of um, ear infection uh, from the pools there. Um, and uh, it got pretty bad, right? That was why we missed, I missed last week. Um, it got so bad that I got just absolutely like violent vertigo to where if I was out of bed, bed and standing up for more than 30 minutes, it was just nonstop throwing up. I'm and, picturing um, you as Liza Minnelli right now, by the way. <laughs> I had, I had literally, it was our vertigo. Our vertigo yeah. was, uh, it was, it was, uh, uh, our nausea was uh, intense. Um, so basically I couldn't get out of bed for like 48 hours there until like the, they put me on heavy duty antibiotics. And as soon as those started kicking in, I'm kind of back a little bit back to normal. I still, I still, I'm still wildly dizzy. I'm walking around like I'm uh, three sheets to the wind all the time, basically. Um, but, uh, so still haven't gotten entirely returned to, uh, to normalcy here, but it is what it is. Um, NFL week, uh, 16 was freaking awesome though. I don't there remember were some, a week like this I, in many, many I years. Liked, I liked the Saturday oh slate God, thing. Um, so I know you couldn't get away with it because of college football. 
But like once college football, they should, and I know they have done this in years past. I don't remember them doing this where it was all the Saturday games and then just standalone. It feels like it was standalone games on Saturday and then a lighter slate on Sunday. Yeah. This was yeah. different. I love this. Loved I loved yeah. all day Saturday football and then three standalone games on Sunday. And then obviously we get our Monday nighter tonight, which we will be back for halftime. If anyone's wondering, finally back for that as well. But yeah. And there, there were some shitty games, but it, it's funny, even the shitty games in the end, it's like, Oh, this is going to come down to like this drive, I guess. Yeah. Or, you know, at least for the spread or the total or all is, yeah. you know, something. It was, it was a lot of, honestly, entertaining football. It and was a lot of entertaining there's football. There's only like five teams that are eliminated. I think that's part of it. I mean, I think even watching the uh, the Rams absolutely destroy the Buccaneers was fun for a lot of people. You know, uh, that was uh, that was that was, and and while last night's contest was probably the least entertaining, and it's kind of a bummer that that happened on Christmas in prime time, uh, there were still moments where it was fun to just p- pile on how bad the product was and how bad the Buccaneers' offense was playing. Um, that all that said, though, it was it's it is really rare to get to this point in the season where lines are tight. You know, where everything's solved, basically, and you're just kind of trying to grind out a little bit of an edge here or there. It is rare to get to this point in the season and put in a whole slight slew of bets just for, uh, you know, for degenerate purposes and see them just green, 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 green. And that's the way it looks as I look back on this last week. It was so, so successful. Well, just, any any sort delighted. of long, you know, my, my full-sized long teaser was Saints Niners, which was pretty easy in the long yeah, run but yeah. i put in i put in a bunch of other smaller teasers and you could basically do no wrong with teasers this weekend no no wrong um, and then i had a vikings total to the over which was looking dead and then we have the the late touchdown the two-point conversion that got home that was nice the bears the bears over was super easy and the yeah. games the games i stayed away from i felt like it all played out and like hey this is the reason i didn't bet this goddamn game <laughs> this this sort of sort of thing could happen, but no, it, it was fun. I'm trying to think yeah. about like a joke about somebody who crushed on Saturday and then gave it all back on Sunday because of the Wham song. Oh yes, the very next day yeah, he gave good. it away. Very that's good. that's kind of a banger. I don't know, but yeah. Let's, well, uh, um, let's, let's you know who didn't give it away on us. Sunday was uh, the Green Bay Packers, baby. The Packers and I will I, I hold your thoughts till we get to that game, but I can't I can't objectively cover the Packers anymore. It's not possible not. for me to be objective about the Packers, so I'll let you tell me what you saw, um, and then I'm going to give you help because you're going to have to live through Aaron Rodgers making a Super Bowl run and everybody, uh, you know, you know, getting off on Aaron Rodgers and uh, and you know, I'll I'll be I cheering need, for I need, it. I need you to know <laughs> that they still do not control their own destiny. That's fine. It doesn't really matter. <laughs> it doesn't exactly change my uh, my my uh, uh, rooting interest. Anyway, <clears throat> Thursday. Well, no, Thursday was not actually a very good game. Uh, Zach Wilson. It was good for so us. They, I mean, we, yeah, it was great for us. <laughs> and it, it, honestly, so, really yeah, the the Jets were really, really, really awful. Uh, kind of in every every sense of the word, expect except maybe a little bit come red zone defense. Like they, they did put up a decent fight, forced the Jaguars to kick like four or five field goals. Looks like, uh, yeah, Jacksonville was only one for three in the red zone, but the Jets ended up putting Strevler in at one point. This was, yeah, uh, he, he that's looked what, more lively than this. Honestly, he did kind of look lively. And truthfully, what this did set up is a very weird situation where 
the Jaguars and the Titans essentially have nothing to play for next week. Yeah. This, um, yeah, this up and, and, and not only week, you, yeah. you can say, well, what about seeding? Like, no, there's no chance that either of them ends up as a wild card. Really? I mean, there's, there is a chance you could get in as a wild card still, but it, it seems unlikely. And you are the fourth seed. You're not going to overtake the the other seeds, the high seed. So it, it's kind of it makes those games weird. Like, do you you know if something happens, obviously everything gets looked at under a microscope when it's in the past, but man, it looks really bad if Derrick Henry like turns his ankle next week. Sure, sure. But you, you... this game didn't mean anything. What are we doing? What are we running booby miles there for? Like now he's hurt and the season's over, guys. But yeah, anything that happens this week, um, yeah, and Randy pointing out that they do have some wild card equity, so you have to play, but it's a very unique situation. And I'm it glad is. we have we have a week yeah. 18 showdown, baby. It's especially weird because yeah, you do the math and you're like, wait, the Jags can win win, the Titans can lose lose, and the eight week 18 game is still it doesn't matter. Like it, it's it's yeah. mind melting. That's how is that possible? But here we are. Um, the uh, the Jags won. Okay, get first two two thoughts on this Jags Jets game. Number one, uh, the Jets got fucking hammered. Um, somebody bet, bet that out to two and a half. Uh, that was one way action for the Jets. Um, congratulations if you had conviction and bet the Jets. I guess you got the market confirmation, but it was never even remotely correct you know cl- correct call uh the true accuracy even says jaguars were the right side there um the jaguars did move into the long teaser zone now and uh, that kicked off uh what was one of the best weeks for long teasers of my lifetime uh there was like eight was six six long legs all all six one um jags season went all over his home jags i had a little bit of that and i mean i was calling that dead yeah so two thoughts <clears throat> jags now for the afc the money line Price that we're expecting for the week 18 matchup is basically the market price now for who wins the AFC South. That's correct. Um, the Jags win though came at a cost. They lost yeah. Smoot, who was he was playing the best defense for them. Yeah, you know, he was at least he was the most significant performer for them on defense the last couple of weeks. He was just balling. That sucks that he's out with the Achilles because he was if they were going to do anything in the playoffs, they needed him to kind of anchor a defense. As weird as it is to say, Dwayne Smoot was key to the Jaguars' defense in the playoffs. Um, kind of key to their defense against the Titans, if we're being honest. Uh, and then they lose Cam Robinson as well for the season. So, uh, not great. Um, the replacement tackle did well. So, it's not like I'm super worried about Trevor Lawrence all of a sudden behind this O-line. The O-line's always been a little sus, but um, the defense does look like it could be exploited in the playoffs. So, they're going to have to get – they're going to have to win with points – from here on in, realistically, if they're going to do anything in the uh, in the month of January, on Saturday, let's move to Saturday, where the New York Giants and the Minnesota Vikings were the first on the board. As you mentioned, you played the over, and that hit. It was a weird game. Um, I just really, you know, hat tip to the Giants for fighting. Um, they looked like they were going to come away with the win. Justin Jefferson shows up offensive player of the year. The Vikings do what the Vikings do, which is eke out these ugly ass wins. Don't cover. Um, Zach Barkley put himself in the conversation for comeback player of the year, considering the rest of the results. Um, and he, and he was awesome. Like his, his touchdown that put them ahead was like, 
he's he's back like that was really really impressive uh and you know he's he's that type of player who's boomer bust where if you know he you get him in space in the second level and see you later so um very very uh cool story and giants need to beat the colts next week to uh secure the six seed which i think is possible but um you know who the hell knows with the colts um any other closing thoughts on giants vikings did you learn mm-hmm. anything no, and I think you're probably right by passing up that Chris Carter season where he had, I think he had 122 twice. I mean, it's not something that should be even remotely part of the conversation for Offensive Player of the Year, but I'm sure it creeps into their minds like, oh man, he he just broke records by Randy Moss and Chris Carter in the same game, and it wasn't like week 18 where he had all this extra time to do it. Like He, yeah. he broke records over Hall of Fame wide receivers who are, yeah. you know, gods up there in Minnesota. He's probably going to get damn close to 2,000 if he has a couple nice last weeks. Well, he's do you some, do you play he's him? got some secondaries he can do it against, too. If you're the Vikings, do you pull, pull, take your foot off the gas? Do you do you care about the two versus the three seed, and do you want They've to keep They've already said they do. They, they already, do. I mean, there was a Kevin O'Connell quote basically saying, like, if you're the two seed, you you can get yourself two home games at least. Like, I think they do care. They're going to go full pedal to the metal for the last two weeks. Okay. okay. They're it's, not going to try to get a pseudo buy. No, it's, it's silly because I, I think, and I, I actually agree with it. Teams, you try to get too cute with this. We talk about this during the world cup, like, Oh, would a team try to get second in their group to get on this side of the bracket? Like, there's just too many moving pieces for you to, you know, do something like that. And I don't think the, the league would care for you sitting a bunch of players two weeks before the season ends. So if I think I, I try or not, does it matter? Yeah. I mean, the outcomes they, always all feel the same. <laughs> I, I really, yeah, it really doesn't matter for them. It's going to be a one score game at the end. Yeah. And I'm, Ryan's saying what I'm thinking. He's hoping they take off next week. Like that's a, kind of a nightmare matchup for Green Bay. And I know Green Bay should be a three and a half, four point five. That's the correct number. But yeah. like not ideal. Yeah. It's not it's not the best matchup for Green Bay, but it's not the best matchup for the Minnesota secondary either. So that'll be a fun game. <clears throat> All right. You mentioned and New Orleans the Giants should have won. The Giants yeah. got the Giants should have won. Yeah. Yeah. They were the better team that day, by the way. If they don't Jones, make the playoffs for whatever reason. Good. Yeah, if they don't make the playoffs for whatever reason, I think they're going to be kicking their, themselves over that game. Um, they yeah. should have been able to figure out a way to get that done. Uh, New Orleans-Cleveland was, as you mentioned, uh, one of the funnier total markets of the week. There was resistance. Somebody bought back at 31. Somebody said, that is too low. I'm going over. And that person was probably patting themselves on the back through the third quarter, Andy, because there were 27 points scored through three quarters of this game. But you know what? That is how we finished with 27 points. And so this game went under even the low, 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 low total of 32. Um, there was never in doubt teasing New Orleans in this spot. And there was really, I mean, there are questions to be asked about why Cleveland was really a, realistically favored by three. What have we seen from them to suggest that they are in any way, shape above average as a team? I don't know. I railed, I railed on this last week. I said, once they started to get healthy, kind of in the early to mid part of the season, we saw the pass rush really come together. Sure. And we saw three or four individuals kind of flash at times on that pass rush. Not, not only the pass rush, but at times they were getting some tackles for losses. Mm-hmm. That was kind of a, they were like the Trayvon Diggs of defenses. Like they yeah. were either, hey, this run blitz worked and you got to stop for negative three. Or, yeah. hey, your safety is chasing down that running back now. 
Like they were, they were kind of feast or famine on the run defense. It's been mm-hmm. more feast for some of these uh, opposing teams lately, mm-hmm. but it's it was just not a spot I understood. I get that Andy Dalton's not good, and they're missing some players, but I just haven't seen it from the Browns' offense that they should have been a, a sizable favorite over a anyway, team yeah. that's probably their peer. And yeah, yeah, that that's anyone who had that total that last quarter had to be excruciating. It was <laughs> punt, punt, punt downs, punt downs, end of game. Yeah. Um, Carolina uh, was the market disrespected side. Uh, Detroit yeah. was bet Carolina. here. They got up to two and a half. I think at some spots, one and a half at the sharp straps. Um, I get it. I, you know, I, I get it. Detroit, <clears throat> you know, the way that they've been playing offensively, you'd have thought they had a, a decent shot here. Um, I guess maybe the bigger surprise here is there were uh, f- 60 points scored in this game. Um, the Carolina now twice in three games, we've seen them do this where they came in with a mentality that we are going to be super physical. We are going to push you out the line of scrimmage and we are going to run the ball down your goddamn throat. And Deontay Foreman did it this time. Um, I, you got to respect when you see it. Uh, it, you know, if you can win games that way this time of year, like you, no one wants to play you. Uh, and now here, the Carolina Panthers said they did not get the benefit of the Bucks losing. Um, even though it feels like someone else should win that NFC South, not Tampa, but um, they are still in the mix. They get a head-to-head versus uh, Tampa to sweep the season series this week, and they feel like a dangerous team. Now, I think most of the autopsy here ought to be for Detroit. What happened? What happened to that defense? Had they hadn't they been playing better? Why did they backslide? Um, you know, you can't really pin any of this on golf and being outdoors and the weather being bad because he was kind of fine. Um, where were your takeaways of uh, what happened with the Lions in the Honolulu Blue? Just virtually nothing from the pass rush. I'm yeah. not sure. So what? It, what it's how they count this stat is the ball has been thrown, but the quarterback, you know, it's not a sack, but the quarterback takes a hit, which mm-hmm. happens quite a bit in games. Sure. In fact, the, the Panthers had seven quarterback hits to go along with two sacks. The Lions didn't have a sack, and the Lions did not even have a quarterback hit. They got no pressure up front, mm. which – and then, I mean, it also kind of resulted in – whatever whatever their defensive plan was, was not the right one that day for what Carolina was going <laughs> to do. And Carolina was no. just kind of both sides of the ball in the trenches. Carolina just looked like they cared more. Yeah. Detroit just kind of came out sloppy, lazy, and they didn't look that good. And I know they're still, it's a 500 team. Both these teams aren't very good, but when you give up, to, you know, 125 yards to a running back, and that mm-hmm. was the second best running performance on that team of the day, <laughs> that's, that's not going to be good. And also, they, they didn't get their, again, like I said, that this is such a cliche, and I, you see this in the comments, and people want to bring this up all the time, but it's, it's true to a, a certain extent is, Games can be won in the trenches, and obviously the game state didn't allow them to do much on the running game, but they they weren't running well from the get-go. Swift only got four carries. Williams didn't look that good. Goff was their leading rusher. They just just got beat up both sides of the ball up front, and you ain't going to win games like that. Yeah, if you're conceding 7.4 yards per carry and gaining 2.6, you were having a long day. Um, long, long damn day. 
And uh, that's basically the story of it. And I, I completely agree with you. It just felt like the Panthers cared more. And the Detroit was probably a little bit aghast. They've, they've left it all in the field multiple weeks in a row now to get that winning streak up to, what, six games? And it was eventually going to come crashing down. Bad time for that to happen to them, though. Cincinnati, New England, uh, very another very weird game. This was like a, this was like a back, you know, what's a Freaky Friday backwards type of type of stuff. Like Cincinnati <clears throat> blasted out to a clean lead in the first half here, and then let New England back into it. Uh, ultimately, um, a very very untimely Ramondre Stevenson turnover in the red zone with a minute to play when the you know when the uh, Patriots were driving to. Uh, scored the go-ahead um, uh, touchdown there, ultimately sealed the deal for the Bengals. This felt like it, like the Bengals winning this game felt a little Vikings esque, right? Like it was like I don't just think they deserve to win. I definitely don't think they deserve to cover, but they did. And, yeah, I, I felt uh, like yeah. I, I didn't watch much of the second half. Just time I figured the game was over. Yeah, trying. Yeah. Well, and also I, I had stuff to do on Saturday as well. We had to play uh, Settlers of Catan to see who got to open the first gift. Correct, uh, yeah. As spoiler, one spoiler alert. <laughs> I beat the shit out of my kids at that. But <laughs> Dan, I'm sure, is going to clip that for the internet. But no, I, I didn't get a chance to watch the second half, and I kind of took a look at the play-by-play. I'm not sure what happened, if it was some... You know, we, we rag on the New England offense all the time. Yeah. But... Uh, you know, there's probably something to be said for the New England defense. Like, we don't have a problem with what they've been doing. They sure. have a bunch of good players. And I mean, it, their first score was uh, a pick six, which, yeah. God, again, nobody wants to hear about your fantasy team, Andy, but the Patriots' defense and special teams have had a touchdown the last two weeks. That is pretty much pretty much getting me into the championship, fellas. <laughs> um, but yeah, they get the pick six and, and then. It was a bunch of really good, really good stops. It's kind of like to a much lesser extent, everybody wanted to talk about what Cousins and Dalvin Cook and JJ did in that comeback. But that comeback is nowhere if that Vikings defense isn't just absolutely, you know, stonewalling the Colts for the better part of a half. Yeah, so right. I think they did a lot better, but so that's that's kind of on that's kind of on Taylor. You gotta you gotta make some sort of adjustment there. Yeah. And what's funny is, yeah, I mean, yeah, I agree with you. The The lack of adjustments in the second half of the Bengals was surprising. They took their foot off the gas, clearly. Um, Burrow played well generally, but the two interceptions dinged his any chance of stealing the MVP, I think. Yeah. Um, they didn't, it didn't stop it, but it dinged it. Um, I will note that um, uh, the funny part of this game was that Marcus Jones secured a defensive touchdown, which means he's now the second Patriot to get an offensive touchdown, a defensive touchdown, and a special teams touchdown in the same season. Second after, of course, the 2012 campaign of Mr. Julian Edelman. And we went, which is a lie. Yeah. We went into a, when in the world did Julian Edelman score a defensive touchdown? Well, if we well, saw let's people stop there. Like, when would Julian, because I didn't want to look it up at first. I wanted to think about it critically. <laughs> I said, offensive players come out for, Hail Marys. Uh, onside, onside kicks. Onside which kicks. Is not yes. defense. Yeah. They come out for Hail Marys, but he's like 5'9. Yeah. I'm not but so yeah, sure I actually would, be... would put him out there. No. Counterproductive. Yeah, eh, so no, maybe, no, maybe, no, maybe, no, so maybe one of these where they're going to do the, you know, the 
uh, pitchy, pitchy, woo, woo. Yeah. Which my God, the Patriots have some experience with that recently. <laughs> so, and, but I mean, you, you tell it, I don't think this well, is so defensive play. I thought, I thought, man, was Belichick being squirrely? Like you remember when they had all those cornerbacks get injured and then they put Troy Brown, uh, yeah, in playing, yeah. playing a uh, cornerback, uh, obviously the wide receiver and, and Patriot ring of honor, Troy Brown, uh, played secondary for them one season. I was like, well, did they do the same thing with Edelman? Cause I sure don't remember that. And so I looked it up and Julian Edelman is cre- credited with the defensive touchdown, fumble recovery touchdown in, uh, 2012. And you look at his game log. There was only one game where he had a fumble recovery touchdown, and it was the Thanksgiving game where people, of course, remember the Patriots beating the Jets, beating their skulls in. Um, and uh, that game got away from the Jets because of a very famous play where Mark Sanchez butt fumbled, uh, and the Patriots picked up the fumble and returned it. The fumble was not returned by Julian Edelman. The butt fumble was not returned. However, the ensuing kickoff, Joe McKnight fumbled, and Julian Edelman recovered that fumble returned at 22 yards for a touchdown so technically it was a special teams defensive play not a true defensive play so yeah. you're 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 calling you want the record book rewritten and marcus jones to stand alone as the only patriot alone. who's gotten an offensive a defensive and a special teams touchdown. He's, had a, he's had a hell of a year and i yes. uh, i hope to god <laughs> they get a couple more defensive touchdowns next year what's <laughs> next the, week. Uh, yeah, yeah next, next week. week what's next yeah. game yeah. Okay. Um, moving down to the Buffalo Bills versus the Chicago Bears, and again, this was one side lopsided comp. Um, the low, low total went. It went. This went flying over. Forty-eight points scored here. Could have been more. Buffalo did, however, I think take Josh Allen a little bit out of the race for MVP with his performance here because he did have the two both interceptions. Miss, both of his picks game. were so fucking stupid. Like they were. Just they were bad it's cl- like classic, classic Josh Allen. For he this looked season. like somebody else yeah. who was in his division. <laughs> he did. He looked like a uh, stinky Tua. Um, but yeah, I mean, Allen's still like, he's such a transcendent player that he overcome, overcame those two turnovers easily. Um, Fields did not have a great day. There was really a lot of solid defense by the Buffalo uh, squad, I suppose. But uh, Buffalo, 35 points, made it look easy. Um, even though, with, oh shit, they lost the fumble too. So they lost three, they lost three turnovers here. It didn't matter. Um, they still boat raced the bears. Um, good for the bears future. They need to keep losing. Um, Buffalo, did Buffalo clinch the AFC East this week? I think the win clinched it, right? I believe, I believe, I don't think they clinched last week against the dolphins, but don't hold me to that. I think they clinched this week. By yeah. Winning. I feel like, um, yeah, I feel like Ben's giving us them up there. Yeah, they may have clinched when the Jets lost on Thursday Night Football. I don't remember, but whatever the case is, Buffalo clinched. They are now going to have a home game, maybe multiple home games um, come. Uh, well, at least one. They're going to have at least one home game. But I, I feel like until the second week. I feel like beating the beating the Bengals next week would lock up the one seed. It would, yeah. Well, no, they need to win. No, like, uh, the Chiefs have the, I, I thought, Yeah, I thought, yeah. I thought the Chiefs They have equal records right down. now. They have equal they records, depend. and the only reason they got the head head win, that's the why they're did, yeah. yeah. And I think, I mean, we all think the Chiefs are going to continue win. I don't have any other takes about the game. In fact, I didn't watch a single snap of that game. Houston, Tennessee, I also avoided uh, pretty <laughs> for pretty obvious reasons. Um, this one closed Tennessee minus three, even though Malik Willis was your starting quarterback. Um, Houston was flirting with uh, being the spoiler two weeks in a row, almost beating the 
Cowboys almost beating the Chiefs. They finally uh, get a second win in the win column, taking down the Tennessee Titans. One more win for Houston, and all of a sudden the Bears have the number one pick. Yeah. I don't know who they're beating. Maybe the Colts week 18? That's not out of the realm of possibility. Houston could take themselves out of the one seed here. I think you have a very sincere sit-down with Mr. Lovey Smith, (laughs) and you say – if you want to be even retained in any capacity, we better not win a third game this season, buddy. But I don't know. What is your vibe? What's your read on the, the, the vibe check with this Tex- Texans team? Uh, they're not. Yeah, they're not quitting. Obviously we talked about this last week when they said like players don't quit teams quit. I, I'm surprised. I guess I wasn't super surprised to see it be a close game, but for them to, when this was something that's embarrassing, a home game like that, <laughs> yeah, lose a one-win team. Oh yeah, I mean well, they've been Malik playing, Willis. and that, that's that's the part I'll forgive. It's like you're starting a rookie quarterback. He is not looking great, by the way. No, he look, no, he, looks he does not scary. look like the that you know a lot of for a lot of rookies. By the time you get to the end of the first year, it's slowing down a little bit. Um, yeah, it's not slowing down for Malik Willis. He, he had looked, under yeah, 100 he looked, yards he passing, looked, two picks. Lost. He looks um, very bad. So yes. if anything were to happen to Derrick Henry, even if he were banged up next week, you might as well not even show up for week seven, 18, guys. Yeah, we agree. Um, because Willis is uh Willis is rough <laughs> right now. And, and uh, you on, know the, on the other side of it, the Jaguars Trevor Lawrence is playing really well right now. I know. But the and the, the other weird thing is like for pricing that week 18 game, um, we don't know if it's gonna be Willis or Tannehill. Tannehill went under the knife and they're not ruling him out. Somehow. Yeah, I saw that. I, I feel like he's out. I would think so, but I, I couldn't I, believe that. I couldn't believe that. Um, I feel like that. Yeah, there there was some sort of weird caveat where they're saying he's not done for the season, but he's done. Uh, Seattle got their. Yeah, I thought it was more of a, Chiefs. I thought it was more of hey, he might play in the AFC title game. Kind of thing. Oh, if if they get to the Super yeah, Bowl, like hey, Tannehill because be we're, we're in the we're in, <laughs> okay. we're in the playoff chase, he might play. Okay. Okay, um, so Seahawks got their skulls cr- crashed by the uh, Kansas City Chiefs. This was over, I guess, at halftime when it was 17-3. Seahawks' offense continues to regress hellaciously. Ken Walker had 100 yards rushing, but it didn't matter. Geno Smith was extremely inefficient in this game. Uh, Pat Mahomes did Pat Mahomes stuff. Um, the kind of the that that Pat Mahomes uh, Travis Kelsey connection is just. It's unfair at times. Uh, Kelsey had a 52-yarder in this game, um, and I guess he was your standout performer because otherwise Mahomes' stat line was just kind of meh. Um, I mean, Chiefs defense looks like they're playing a little bit better. I don't know. Any other takeaways here? Yeah, they got after Geno quite a bit. They they sacked him a couple times. Yeah, he got sacked um, twice. Yeah, my, my takeaway here, and I want to do some bit of a thought exercise, because he was a very, very good college coach, had a lot of success. And we dogged on him. And I think a lot of the dogging on him was maybe should have been pointed towards the offensive coordinator. Yeah, sure. Even though he was uh he was not a guy who was very aggressive. He didn't catch up to that like some of the league did as fast. And granted mm-hmm. he's an old man, but just watching Russell Wilson week in and week out. And then and I, I know, I know they've taken some steps back, and a lot of that is the defense. They just don't have the roster. The Seahawks very much overperformed. Yeah. Are, are we are we low on Pete Carroll? Like as far as mm. a career? 
mean, so the, I think we are very implementing the, implementing the putting together that defense for those yeah. years, couple of playoff Super Bowl runs, and then mm -hmm. um, Russell Wilson looks like he's absolutely broken now. Yeah. Now so well, there's Russell Wilson's broken because the game changed and he couldn't adapt. Yeah. I think we are. I think our conclusion is square there. Um, the Pete Carroll or Soberide, which is that he is still just an unbelievable ability to, uh, you know, get his guys up on game day and play. Like his guys play for him. They loved. They love him. He's got a great personal relationship with a lot of his players, and he is able to really take raw defensive talent and turn it into really solid. You know, solid players, and they were largely a defense that was based on rookie contributions and some, you know, some young players taking meaningful steps forward. And a lot, some of those guys got hurt. Some of those guys hit the rookie wall. Um, some of it was quality of quarterback that they were facing. And as soon as that got tougher, they started yeah. you know, the cracks started to show. Um, but no, we know who Pete Carroll is. He can coach up young talent, and he can you know get his guys to play hard. He is not a visionary offensive mind. No, and I, but I, I think, <laughs> yeah. and that's what I, I think. So many people look at the head coach and they think about game day yeah. and what yeah. they do on game day and what they do in those big decisions. But a head coach is a CEO, and yeah. a good head coach who works closely with the front office and and does good self reflection and knows like, hey, I'm not good at this part. Yeah, you guys, I'm super. You know, there's there's head coaches I think who trust the scouts a lot more than they trust themselves because like. I'm not traveling and watching these college kids all the time. Like, no. kind of. I know I'm I'm the boss, but I have to defer to you on some of this stuff. I think that's where a good head coach knows what they're good at and what they're not good at. Maybe maybe yeah. I'm being too. He nice was to Carol, he was uh, he definitely had an axe to grind this year. He wanted to do better than Russ did in Denver. Clearly, I think he cared a lot this season. Yeah, um, kind of, maybe it rejuvenated he, him a little. He made himself a little bit more aggressive in the going forward on fourth down as well like he used to be a guy that was an absolute chicken shit when it came to fourth down punting kicking kicking decision making um he's he's totally updated that thinking um from what i can tell looking at the numbers he went for it on six fourth downs in this game <laughs> converted three of those six uh he needed to because they were playing at from a deficit for almost the whole game but didn't matter didn't win didn't cover chiefs uh continue to just um pad their resume on the way in but you know what if the bills don't stumble the Chiefs winning all these games doesn't really matter. Their win equity is stuck in this two seed where they are potentially going to have to play three very, very tough playoff games to get to this to get to the Super Bowl. So there is no reason to run and get involved with the Chiefs in the market, in the futures market at all, unless it looks like they're unless you have some realistic expectation that the that the Bills are going to lose one of their final two games. Um so I, I I have no Chiefs at all. I'm completely ass exposed to the Chiefs right now. Um, let's talk about Atlanta, Baltimore. Uh, Baltimore this is a got bet. Atlanta, Atlanta got bet big time in this one. Crosses seven, closes six and a half, and I mean, it was an eight point final, but it felt like Baltimore could have won by twenty if they if they wanted to. So I, I think the handicap for betting them across the seven or bet, getting a good, you felt like you got a good number across. It was Tyler Huntley probably isn't very good. Yeah, sure. But but you kind of have to reckon that with the fact and the scales of justice are balancing out with like Desmond Ritter also is not he, he's not good yet. I think he actually has some 
I, I think he actually has some potential. You see flashes from him, but the, the offense around him is not set up to let him succeed right now. And the Falcons just can't move the ball at times. So yeah, I want to no know part of that. Like, I really, I, I don't know if I can justify, hey, you should lay a bunch of points with Huntley, even against this offense. I'm not sure there was like a, a super right side in this. You know what was funny? So Baltimore was six and a half at the close. And I believe San Francisco was six and a half, six-ish, right? Depending on where you were looking, right? Baltimore and San Francisco, there was a bust on the teaser pricing for those two legs. Like if you tease them both to a half, then, and you kind of just absorb the win prop, you know, the, the probability of a tie. Yeah. Then you got a much, much better teaser leg between those two than a money line parlay. Um, And uh, so Baltimore and San Francisco ended up in my my, my round robin teasing, uh, and those legs both came home. Uh, Baltimore yeah. was never really a close. Uh, the reason to to tease Baltimore in that spot was obvious, which was Desmond Ritter was on the road against a defense that you know has a capable secondary that can only be beat by speed and can only be beat by you know multiple threats yeah. in the wide receiving room, and Atlanta has none of that. None so of it. Seven, 17 to nine, Drew. Yeah. How many red zone possessions were there combined? I'm one, two, eight. two. What? Really? I see. I watched none of this game. There were eight red zone possessions. So I, I I did watch some of this game. Yeah, there was a lot of field goals. Like what? It was it was a lot of bend but don't break. And the thing is, too. Oh my god! It's, it's not like there were. I don't know. Like I'm trying to look at what the the total yardage was. So they Spent both six, had about 300 yeah, yards. Basically 300, 300 it wasn't it wasn't great, but I mean the teams moved the balls between like the 30s ish, and then it, it got real hairy from there. It was a bad game to watch, especially if you I mean if you like the Falcons, if you bet on the Falcons, gotta help you. But I didn't have any action on this, so yeah. The Ravens are just they are mega sus, but hey, they can if they can take care of business. I was, I was cheering for the Ravens. Yeah. Or excuse uh, yeah. me, I was cheering for the Falcons. Uh, uh, you want, yeah, right, right. I wanted just, for the betting, for, pur- yeah, for, yeah, for, yeah, for, for betting purposes, right. For betting purposes, I needed the Ravens to win. But uh, if the Falcons had found a way to get a win here, then I would have felt a lot better because the yeah, would have locked the, that up essentially. The Bengals are not playing very good football right now, and they have two really, really tough tests back to back coming up that might flip this division back to the Ravens. I want your opinion on two things, Ravens wise. Are we going to see Lamar Jackson again this regular season? And are they a bet to win the AFC North right now? I think they're a bet to win the AFC North because of the um, – and I think, yes. I honestly think he might be back as soon as as soon as this week. Hmm. Which so who are they something. playing? Are they playing Steelers? Yeah. Steelers. That's a very win- – that's a winnable game either way maybe. But um, tough I do think he's back in – just because I have a decent sized position on Bengals three to one, I'm just gonna buy out of my position. You just so, cover your stake. Just or cover my try stake. To, or split your equity. Yeah, split the equity a little because it, okay. it is a tough schedule for the Bengals down the stretch here. Okay. Yeah, I mean the Bengals have gotten us to this point, which is huge. And I appreciate that. It, it might just come down yeah. to that game, which is in Cincinnati. Um Ravens Bengals on the eighth, which is also, I believe. The FCS championship. It's not to go to state, North Dakota State. Two teams and hate each other. 
Um, okay. Uh, yeah. San Francisco, Washington, not a lot to say. Um, the San Francisco defense kind of got pushed around here weirdly, but it didn't matter because Washington offered relatively little resistance and uh, Taylor Heineke did his thing where he did a bunch of turnover worthy plays, but because he was up against um, a, uh, you know, because he was up against a more uh, capable defense in terms of takeaways, uh, they lose the turnover battle 2-1. Um, Kittle averaged the, 20 yards a catch. He was it. He was a he man was, playing. He was on. Boys. He was on one. It was uh, he was very a man difficult. Boys. Yeah, it was very difficult for them to catch him. Uh, I the love last time the, Kittle. The last time Kittle looked this good though was their Super Bowl run. Yeah. What were you gonna say? I'm worried about our Sirianni Coach of the Year. I yeah, think, well, you, I think Sh- that Shanahan is super live for that. Yeah. Um, I always love it when the leading rusher has one carry. As Ray Ray <laughs> Mc- that was a great play though. I mean, the Ray Ray play was good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Shanahan uh, gets a comfortable win and cover with Brock Purdy for the third straight game. Brock Purdy, um, a little birdie who's very, very good at wards markets, has been pushing me on Purdy's going to win offensive rookie of the year. Here's my question. I don't, it's not enough games, is it? Not enough games. Okay. It's just, but, no, it just never happened. Here's the awards conversation in a nutshell, Andy. The way it's trending right now, Bosa is going to win defensive player of the year. Yep. Christian McCaffrey's live for comeback player of the year, even though he wasn't very good in this game. Um, Shanahan's live for coach of the year, and Purdy is live for offensive rookie of the year, right? Like, I, I don't think he is. It's just not enough there, games. There's no, like, the idea of coming out of the awards where four are going to Niners is kind of insane to me. Like, I feel like right now, Bosa winning the defensive play of the year and just in general, the concept concept that the Niners defense is the best in the NFL. And that's why they're where they are in the standings is that like their, their award for the season is the defensive player of the year. And then we move on. Right. So, and because if Sirianni doesn't get coach of the year right now, the Eagles get shut out of the awards and for them to have been sort of the standout team for so much of the season and get shut out of the awards would be pretty wild. Um, it's li- it's live though, and I don't love it. Don't love it. Don't love it. But uh, yeah, the Niners could be sort of the bad guys. I just the, think the, the, I think the, I think the Eagles just take care of business. Last two weeks, it goes okay. Sirianni, Mahomes, with a slight possibility of one of the other two quarterbacks. If the, if one of the two quarterbacks in the Bills Cincy game just goes scorched earth on the other. And I mean, it would have to be four touchdowns, no interceptions, three, three fifty, maybe a big run or two, a game-winning drive, something along. Like if they if they really put it up on each other, they can get back in the conversation if Mahomes has a, a ho hum week. But it's probably just Sirianni, Mahomes, Wilson, Bosa, Justin Jefferson, and yeah, Sauce, and Tariq Willen. Tariq Willen. <laughs> and George Karloftis. Yeah, it's probably sauce. Yeah. Did, did, Sorry. Oh, Sorry, did no. I had to go answer a text. Um, okay. Uh, All right, where are we at the, now? The uh, Dallas game. Dallas, very, very. This was a fun very, game. It was fun. And Dallas was very, very lucky to win and cover. And I think a lot of people who had a lot of really plus EV bets, real deal plus EV bets based on, you know, some or some of the early news 
about uh, Jalen Hurts not playing um, can thank the football gods for doing them a solid because Dallas's defense did everything in their possible in their everything except for concede that final touchdown. And the it felt like the Eagles, if they wanted to score forty, could have. Um, it took forty points to win this game. Um, Dallas. I don't, I, I don't know really where you want to go here other than like the main takeaways are Philly tried hard. They almost got it. Dallas's defense is, has to be downgraded. They sucked. It might have been because of the illnesses, but it might just be that they're well, just Illnesses not the and injuries, but yeah, the, the defense is nowhere near where they were at the beginning of the season. Um, and I mean, A.J. Brown, Devonta Smith basically got whatever they wanted. Miles Sanders, okay day but they were i mean they were mostly passing gardner had 40 attempts gardner Minshew looked pretty decent at times i know he made some mistakes but yeah it's a it's a defense that can be had this is not like Mm -hmm. this is definitely a situation where you know let's say they end up in a spot like this where they you know everyone's like oh minnesota's gonna lose in the first three round of the playoffs like not if they play Dallas, like that's just <laughs> that's just uh, who who gets to forty first? Yeah, who gets the ball? Like that's a dream matchup for the Vikes if they drop yeah. to like the three seed. I still it, think they'll end up with uh, playing yeah. Detroit, Washington, Green Look, Bay, whoever. Dallas's road right now would be Tampa, and then and then likely Minnesota. That I'm saying that because I think the Packers get in at the seven and beat the Niners, <laughs> and then the Niners would go to. Eagles, <laughs> the the um, uh, Dallas is a coaching mistake away from losing every game they're in. They're no. getting boat raced out of every game they're in. A positive possibility. Uh, this is a very tenuous situation there, and they're ultimately like I don't think realistically they can win the NFC. Winning three games on the road with the way that that with the way that that defense is playing right now, it's not happening. Um, Mike McCarthy made some decisions at the end of the game that I was just apoplectic i if you could have seen me screaming when they elected to kick that field goal to go from three to six yeah oh my god why don't people understand this like what was going on there like the idea that you force your opponent to be aggressive because they are down six but giving them what they would have had what 145 a timeout ball on the 25 yard line and you're telling them they must go for it on every fourth down like and your defense, by the way, hasn't made them punt all game. Like yeah. this is the, like the idea of just kind of putting it in the hands of your defense and praying, as opposed to going and just getting that touchdown, putting that game that's, away. That's a good on my, my top. Everyone does lists at the end of the year. I'm going to do a list of uh, cliches from the old white quarterback announcer who hates analytics. Yeah, I'm not going to just call it the Troy Aikman list because there's a couple other ones, but I mean it's basically it's like yeah, man, you just gotta you just gotta trust your defense in this spot, right? I don't yeah. I don't understand why they're getting aggressive here. You you kick this field goal, you take the points. That's on the list. Take the points. Yeah. Take, the points take the points. Trust your defense. Oh my yeah. god, this is gonna be good. But that was the that yeah, was no, the that, most that was egregious. Maddening. Take the points that I can remember. Considering because the game state. Truthfully, landing on the six was better than a three for me in the yes, long run. <clears throat> but I was very sure it was going to land on a negative one instead of the six. <laughs> yes, like, in too. what world did they stop them? I'm like, well, this is done now. This is over. It's over. Yeah, they just lost the game. Yeah. So, but uh, uh, yeah. good, good ending also, for anyone who's won those medals. But the other, speaking of the endings, like I've lost every other bet I made the weekend and come on ahead. <laughs> Dallas game. Yeah. 
Yeah, exactly. Dak uh, going out of bounds at the 201. What was that, Dak? What are we doing, buddy? <laughs> Dak then getting sacked on the second down when this two-minute warning is going to stop the clock regardless. Throw it away, buddy. Like, what, what are we doing? Like, the awareness, the clock, you know, what was the situational awareness at the end of the game? You know what it reminded me of, Andy? The Niners loss, where they don't even get a chance to throw the, throw the Hail Mary to try to win. Like, it was that sort of situational of failure. They just ran out of time. Yeah, it was that sort of stuff. And Mike McCarthy, I mean, he just happens to be there looking like a doofus, and so it's not helping him. But, like, what are we doing, man? Like, do your damn job. Oh, it was rough. Just do my Mike McCarthy impression. <laughs> so it's just gaping. He's well, yeah, mouth. and it's like looking up at the board. Wait, what? What just happened? Wait, I don't know what this. I don't know what the score is. <laughs> yeah, what? Uh, wait, how many seconds are left? How many timeouts do they have? That's true. Oh, oh God, the timeouts are so started on <laughs> oh that. Oh my God. Oh my so, God. but overall, it, it, from a neutral standpoint, or if you're just a fan of football, what a game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Pittsburgh, Vegas, not such a game. Although in the end, the touchdown to win by three. And again, uh, an, another wonk teaser leg comes home in yep. no, no, no doubt at all for the Vegas Raiders wonk teaser leg there. Don't, um, don't fade a team on Franco Harris night, I guess. It looks really, <laughs> and, it, and it's another one too, where it's like the Raiders looked like an okay team. And then I don't know if they're taking quaaludes at halftime or what. <laughs> He's just like, why why is this happening to this team? And again, I didn't have a dollar on this game. I didn't I didn't end up putting this in my teasers. Mm-hmm. I I was baffled. Baffled at what the Raiders were putting together for the second half. Yeah. Um Yep. Yeah, they didn't score. I'll tell you that much. Derek Carr was inefficient. Three picks here for him. Is he now your interceptions leader? He is. You could have bet that at 11 to 1 before the game. Ask me how I know. <laughs> uh, Luke, Vegas Refund, talk to me. I just some small bets. I have like, I bet all the quarterbacks who had 11 interceptions. Yeah. How many did Davis Mills have? Uh, he only had the one, which is good. I think he only had one, yeah. <clears throat> um, let's move to Sunday, Andy. Uh, nothing noteworthy happened in the early game. Packers took care of business. Um, <clears throat> you want to move on to uh, the the Nick the Nick uh, Nick? Do you think Nick-mas? the Packers actually looked good? No, <laughs> no. So like no. the Packers were very the, very lucky the, the, to win. This they were game. lucky. Yeah. The biggest takeaway from that game was the quote that's basically Mike McDaniel telling us to his brain does not react well to him doing bad. Yes. And it can spiral out of control. Yes. Which, but to a coaster. And then, and, and then if you look back at the game, you're like, oh, that actually happened. Like yeah. he progressively got worse throughout the game and started making, yeah. it was like pressing. And he's like the guy who's, I'm going to win it back on this hand. And he bets twice yeah. as much he, on blackjack. It, just, it was real life mu- tilt. Yeah. It was real life tilt. And then the fact that McDaniel confirmed that that's a thing and that happens, we got to maintain that. That's, you can't have that in your quarterback. You're fucked. Like he, he, he might, might think about this. this. Is not your long term solution yeah. down there. Now. Um, the Packers. Went every into one of those interceptions was so 
It wasn't just like, oh, because we say, oh, he threw two picks. And then we go back and look like, you know what? The, the receiver should have caught that. Or like, that was just an amazing job by the defender to wrestle yeah. that ball away or to, yeah. to maneuver his way in front of the receiver. No, they were all just horrible horseshit throws. You right know, no, right it right. literally was one where like you see the, it was to the point where the fourth quarter of the game, you see to the ball start to flutter out of his hand. And you just are expecting three Packers just yeah. camped out. And somebody like the, the only way this is a pick is it. if they all hit each other. If they all hit each other, exactly. It was it was crazy. It was crazy. Um, I will say this: at halftime of this game, when it was twenty to thirteen, I was yeah. like, "Oh my god, the Packers are extremely lucky to even be in this. Like they are going to get run off the field in the second half here because their soft ass defense was giving up whatever they wanted yeah. to the mighty to the mighty passing attack of the Dolphins at the time." Um, and Aaron Rodgers was had having some brain dead moments where it looked like he just was like, where am I? What am I doing here? Like it was, it was weird, weird, weird. Um, and then this, it was a tale of two halves cause the second half comes out and the Packers all of a sudden like Rodgers is like now like peak Lamar, like can't be sacked in the pocket. It can't, it can't get him down. He's just like completely untackable. Um, he was hitting everything. I mean, everybody was, everybody was contributing now. Lazard and Watson and uh, Dubs, everybody was, uh, was, was helping. Um, and they go and score. They had some red zone futility, but uh, you know, they moved the ball super effectively in the second half, but the defense, um, the defense was there for the taking and two couldn't take it. No, he was, he was truly, truly, Horrid! It was stinky to a. Um, it was that was something. Um, the middle, major, the middle game. Yeah, yeah. Middle game cost us a coach. <laughs> I think that Second was one. And I, I've said this. Yes, I've said this time and time again. I said, I think there's a decent chance we don't see a, another coach fired until Black Monday, because you know, just all the situations are kind of lined up where it's a lot of first year coaches or. Mm -hmm. Uh, teams that aren't going to be rash about it because they have no reason to, but mm -hmm. uh, I think if you get a 50 burger put up on you by a guy that's been with the team for like two weeks and mm -hmm. has stunk to the point where he's played on three different teams on while he's still in his rookie contract, really. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We go ahead and fire your coach. That's fine. Yeah. If you can't yeah. get anything out of this offense yeah. and you give up that f a 50 burger, um, yeah, the, uh, uh, Broncos the, unders, those are not a thing anymore. But <laughs> well, you can't blame the Broncos defense for calling it a season. Yeah, no, I, I don't. <laughs> they were they. I didn't see it coming in this game. Thankfully, I didn't have anything better on this game. But um, yeah, they uh, they waved the white flag finally. Uh, Broncos offense was vote. You know, was obviously very frustrated in this one too. Um, you know, everybody's everybody's at their breaking point there. Hackett's gone. That's correct. Uh, I don't know where you go forward here. Who do you pair with Russ? How do you repair Russ? I don't think it's possible necessarily. Um, but uh, that was a poor, poor experiment to try to get Nathaniel Hackett to be a thing. Um, Rams and congratulations if you started and if you hadn't started. Tyler Higby and Cam Akers on your fantasy football teams. <laughs> yeah, it was it was on Nickelodeon, man. I yeah. wonder if like those yeah. kids are like. This is our man, first, I, yeah. This is our first fired? fatality on Nickelodeon. Yeah. First ever fatality, uh, death by slime for Nathaniel Hackett. Um, the Russ Nickelodeon stuff. The Nickelodeon stuff I thought was going to be silly and funny just because the game was so shit, but it was like pretty stupid. 
<laughs> so I forgot about it. I didn't watch it on Nickelodeon. I was kind of mad until after the no. game that I realized this, the Patrick the Starfish uh, uh, doing the play by play on the one of the Russell Wilson uh, yeah. picks was pretty interceptions. Fun. That, um, that's that's yeah. a microcosm of his season. Yeah, Matthew Link brings up the real controversy of the game, which was that Nickelodeon only gave you five Rams to choose for MVP. So Russell Wilson could not be voted the MVP. We've it was, seen what Big Cat has of, been doing. Yeah, this is the scandal of uh, of our of our time. Uh, I can't believe they cooked the books and wouldn't let us vote Russell. Uh, it ended up going to Baker Mayfield, who got slimed also in real life. They actually poured physical slime on him, which was weird. Um, but <laughs> that's where we're at with Nickmas, I guess. Um, I feel like I got physically slimed watching <laughs> the Tampa Bay game. Yeah, I, I, I spent some time with my family during this one. <laughs> Good work, man. Well done, Dad. Um, yeah, just, uh, it's, I mean, it's another one, too, where Tampa should be the better team. I know we're down on them, but, you know, one for three in the red zone, you turn the, they turned the ball over twice. Yeah. Still won the turnover battle. One for three in the red zone. Six for 17 on third down. And really, only outgained the Cardinals by about seventy yards. It was, and that was that's that that seventy yards, Andy. That was the uh, final drive. Yeah, and it was all Russell Gage, and it was all it was all uh, uh, no huddle. You try, yeah, you you play Trace McSorley, and you have to go to overtime. It's not a good indicator that you're going to turn around for the playoffs. Trace McSorley was bad. Yes, he was bad. He was bad. Um, That was miserable. Uh, I don't think you can count on the Bucks catching anything here. They're going to lose their first playoff game. Um, and it looks like Brady doesn't really want to be there anymore. I think he's probably checked out a little bit. Do you think he's going to try one more team, or is he done? Yeah, I think so. Sounds I think like he's, it. I think he's going to go to another team. Yeah, but I think he's done with Tampa Bay. And I think like this, he still has it. I, this, I think he hates the coaching scheme, staff at this point. I, 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 how can you blame him? The scheme yeah. is miserable. It's a fucking joke. It's an absolute joke. Um, the... Uh, any thoughts on Monday Night Football? You got any, any thoughts big, on big me? Dick? Can you, any do you see what's on happening? Me right? naming my puppy Lenny and then Fournette becoming good again? <laughs> He's not good, Andy. <laughs> he was their leading rusher and receiver. That doesn't matter. He had nine <laughs> catches for ninety yards. Like in a, again, I don't have him in fantasy, but that's He's playing through a list frame apparently. Stat line, baby. Um, how about that? But yeah. Oh, uh, oh, guess what? My foot hurts. It's because you're really fat, Lenny. Yeah, like you're putting stress on that foot. Seriously, man. Yeah, um, those are those are correlated. I'm not sure if you saw this, Andy, but uh, Big Dick Nickmas is a thing. He's getting bet today. Um, he, uh, we're looking at uh, three and a half across the board, pretty much, except for Bookmaker on uh, on the Chargers. You bet this one, or are you s- steering clear of the, uh, the Big Dick Nick experience? Steering clear of Chargers games, and Sorry. also Foles. Like I do believe Foles can play well here, but his. His quote was kind of troubling. He basically came out yeah. and said, "Like, I haven't had any time with the first team. Like, I'm the, I've I been doing scouting. Yeah, he's yeah, been he's doing been scout. in the league for ten years. Like, he, he's not a rookie. He's gonna pick it up fine, but it might be a scaled back offense. And this is not what you need versus a defense that you can kind of get after here. You know it's who just, I? Yeah, yeah, good. Sorry, good. It's, it's still a defense that has some weaknesses, like." I think that gets neutralized a little by having to scale back the game, the game plan a little. 
So here's, is there a way we can bet like uh, a scout team skill position player who Foles has like really good chemistry with to like really be the guy this game, <laughs> right? Like he doesn't target Pittman. He doesn't target, uh, who are the other guys? He doesn't target uh, Pierce. Pierce. He goes for like, yeah, sure. this Ashton is all right. Doolin, I'm calling it Ashton Doolin. We're gonna, yeah, that was the name I was going to. It's going to be Ashton <laughs> Doolin scores three touchdowns. Yeah. It's got to be a number. Yeah. Okay. I don't even know if Ashton Doolin plays on the scout team. I assume he might get some. By the way, out. here I, w- I was looking. I wanted to touch on comeback player of the year quick because you brought sure. it up in the chat with me earlier. Yeah. And uh, again, not the most predictive thing at the odds, but Saquon, Gino are pretty much co favorites with Christian McCaffrey not far behind them. Bovada lists six players in this market. I've named three of them. Who are the other three? Um. Hmm. Saquon, Gino, Christian McCaffrey. There are three other players named. Chat if you don't cheat. Feel feel free to join in here. Uh, I got some. Nick, uh, Goff. 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 Yep. Um. Uh, Nick Gates. <laughs> yes, I didn't Nick think Gates? you were going to get you cheat. Well, a Spreadopedia, Spreadopedia asked everyone to oh. Nick Gates up, but I think you bet that everywhere. That's funny. Um, yeah, the Gates um, one is, and Gates did like break his goddamn leg right away. Yeah. last year he actually is coming back from a horrific injury. Yeah, right? like he yeah. he is because it's the joke that Spreadopedia again makes the same makes the joke. It's like, what is Gino coming back from? Sucking ass? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fair. Yes, yes. Derrick Henry. That's, that's so Nick. Derrick Henry, Henry makes less yeah. sense than Nick Gates. Yeah, he does. He got hurt, but came back during the season. Yeah, he's already come back. Yeah, that's already over. All right. Well, I don't. Uh, I, yeah, I wouldn't guess that. All it right. Is Nick, um, yeah, the Nick Gates thing is cracking me up. You can have my. I, do you have any uh, look aheads you want to really point to? Because I, I'm probably taking it extremely light this week. No, I think there are a couple interesting lines. So just touch on, like, again, hey, the Packers are. Still a, a low, you know, under 50% likely to even make the playoffs. But And the Vikings have 12 wins. Yeah, the Vikings ain't that good, though. Yeah. So yeah, they're going to head to Lambeau, and they're going to be three, three-and-a-half-point dogs. You think and that moves off three? There's been some Vikings money. Okay. Um, I think Vikings are playable at three, three-and-a-half, because all okay. they do is win close games, guys. Yeah. Can't really argue. And it, and it is a bad matchup for the Green Bay secondary. Uh, looks like Mike White's going for the Jets. That's moved up to two and a half for them because of that news. I agree with that. Yep. Um, I could I could play the Jets yeah. here, honestly. Here's some of the ones that stood out to me on the open. Uh, I was surprised that the Giant. Well, we don't really know what the Giants numbers. I'm just going to skip that for now. Um, the um, the Dolphins are only minus one against the Patriots team that they've kind of owned. Uh, that's surprising to me. I feel like this is. You know, there's a decent chance that Miami does bounce finally in this Tua game. Tua resets his brain and he beats yeah. Miami. Yes, exactly. He gets taken some some kid gloves for him this week. Um, Tampa Bay was, oh, that's down to three. <laughs> that opened five and a half. Did you see yeah. that? That did not make sense to me. The five and a half was like, a, who put who did this? What are you, yeah, are you Car- to, well, not only that, but it's, it's Carolina's getting money in the market every week. Every they week, incentivize yeah. Incentivize it. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, maybe they, that was maybe a, they maybe they were fine taking it at that that's price. That's a bet online crossed the two and a half there, which now we're talking. That's about a fair price for me. Um, um, total down to thirty nine. <laughs> Bears, Bears, Lions under fifty two. Do you dare? Indoors, probably not. They're starting to set those a little too high again. 
Yeah. Like the Bears got their ass beat on defense, but that was a good team. Um God, that's tempting, man. That's a pretty high um, total right now. How did Later Kansas City get this game schedule? How did Kansas City get this schedule? Well, we didn't think the Denver Broncos <laughs> were gonna be horrible. Wow. Wow. Um I'm inclined to bet Pittsburgh in Baltimore. You want to talk me out of that at all? I think they match up well against the Ravens. If you get a cheap plus three, I get it. I think there's a three. In it. You can get a three. In it. You, yeah, I think once we get confirmation, if Lamar goes, I guess. If Lamar goes yeah. and I can get more than three, I will definitely taking it. Um, if it's Hundley, defense, do you think this... the defense, especially against the run, has been playing amazing? And it's not like the Ravens have this wealth of wide receivers. No, no, like, P- no. Pittsburgh. It's a really good matchup, even on the road for Pittsburgh. I yeah. agree with you on that. I might add okay. that to the card. Okay. Well, let's let's monitor, let's figure out what the hell's going on with Lamar. And um, then uh, New Orleans should New Orleans be catching seven? So. The, everything incentivizes them to win this game. Obviously, the Eagles, yeah, because they could lock everything up. They could push a team who they own their pick down. Mm-hmm. But does it incentivize them to win by eight or more? I don't know. Um, and and they, they yeah. just had some pretty bad injury luck on both sides of the ball. Now, going to yeah. be missing missing Johnson, and then uh, was it Devontae Maddox for? Yeah. A couple of games. Those guys are both huge, huge contributors. Hertz. The, the news was always Hertz is going to push for to start, especially if they lose to the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. But I mean, that doesn't mean much. Uh, I mean, like every, every, the more details every, come out, that was this is this yeah. is like a three, three, four week thing. The more you talk about it, the more it feels like you're like, you know, it, it's a thing that's gonna. It's gonna okay. you know take a couple weeks to suss this out. So if it's if it's Minchu, comes it's off seven downgrade. Yeah, it comes yeah. off seven for sure. Okay. Um, two last questions for you. Oh, or one one observation. Uh, I saw San Francisco open up at a six. I thought that was too high. It's come off a six. It's five. Um, I don't think Brock Purdy is really you know the guy that you're really dying to lay six with on the road. Um, Monitoring that line for sure, even though I hate the hate the Raiders. Uh, yep. Early, 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 early thoughts on Buffalo Cincy matchup wise. Price is right. Yeah. Total sprite. Like I was Jeez. pissed about that. Yeah, it's it's not Bengals. a teaser I love because of the higher total and what I saw from the Bengals in the second half, combined with what I saw from the Bills in the second half. Like, obviously, it's a much worse <laughs> team, but. Those second halves couldn't have been much more different. This could be like, hey, my teaser's in good shape. It's 10 10 at halftime. And yeah, that could get Dang. out of hand. Uh, yeah. Okay. We got to do some injury research on some of the Cincinnati yeah. defensive players. If Cincinnati is taking a fully healthy defense into this game, then I am teasing the ever loving shit out of the Bengals here because this is like team with the ball last three, three point kind of game either way. Um, I do worry that uh, Buffalo's. Josh Allen's propensity to turn the ball over against the Cincy defense that has some ball hawks is a uh, is a potential problem. It's true. I want to believe in the Bills, but I feel like they're going to dink their way into out of the one seed and out of the playoff mix, which is sad for me, but that's okay. Um, 
All right, no more, no other real thoughts here. It's kind of an ugly slate, actually. This is kind of a gross week, weirdly. Well, we'll have some more thoughts come Wednesday. We'll make some bets. We'll have some action. Okay. It'll okay. just, it's going to take a little more time, and yeah, like to catch up a little more with injuries tomorrow and the next day. Okay. All right, man. Good plan. We'll talk then, and I'll see you for uh, prime time. Are you going to be in the same room when you um, see you tonight? Probably, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Probably gonna look different though because it'll be after sunset, so it'll be dark. Yeah. I appreciate the awkwardness of that ending. <laughs> well, I thought I thought you were flying in between. Are you flying out flying to tomorrow? Uh, driving to Savannah and then flying. Oh yeah, you gotta go to the restaurant.